Psalm 37. Do not fret because of evil men, or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass they will soon wither, like green plants they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourselves in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when men succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. For evil men will be cut off, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the Gospel uh, is written in St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 17, beginning at verse 5. Glory to you, O Lord. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And he replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, You can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Suppose one of you had a servant plowing or looking after the sheep. Would he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit down to eat? Would he not rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink? After that, you may eat and drink. Would he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May I speak... In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Do not fret because of those who are evil, or be envious of those who do wrong. That's how our psalm started. And think for a moment about those who are succeeding in our society. Whichever side of the Brexit debate we may be on, regardless of how we perceive the authorities in the United States or in China, or how we perceive the actions of the climate change warriors or the big business tycoons, 
quite often we question how those who are on top of the pack seem to be those who flout the way of justice and righteousness. The reality is that those who are evil do seem to succeed. And we can end up looking on at, the, at those who bend the rules, who take shortcuts, who don't seem to follow the way of Christ, and we can see that they seem to be flourishing. It's easy for us to end up envious of them or anxious and fretting about their seeming triumph or victories. So what's the response? Well, it's the way of faith, isn't it? Faith that in the end, everything will work itself out. I wonder if you've had that response in the past. I'm sick. Well, I need more faith that things will get sorted out. My relationship here is broken. Well, I just need more faith that we might reconcile again. I need a job. Well, perhaps faith will bring it my way. This person has died. Well, I need faith that God has bigger plans than all I can see. I need to be more generous. I need to forgive. Just increase my faith. That's where the disciples got to in the gospel reading. This was the inner crowd that Jesus was speaking to. Increase our faith, they said. That's been the cry of people throughout history. And in the, case, in the case of the apostles here, it comes just after Jesus teaches about the need to forgive and keep on forgiving. That's what spurs them on to say, increase our faith. Because they realize they can't do it alone. It's a common refrain and one we see in ourselves when confronted with the high bar of our faith and what it is to follow Jesus. It's also a common refrain when we're confronted with the reality of evil and the fact that evildoers do seem to succeed, as we see in the psalm. Increase our faith. But what's revolutionary about Jesus' teaching is that his response isn't, Yes or no? He reframes the question. So that the focus is not on increasing faith. The question isn't about how much faith you have, but about the difficulty of the request. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. For the disciples, the difficulty that's presented is actually to forgive and to keep on forgiving. For the psalmist, it's the evil that surrounds. In both cases, the response is to have faith, to trust. There's no difference between the faith that moves mountains and basic trust in Christ. 
Faith is not about manipulating some kind of supernatural power, nor is it purely submitting to an external authority or a set of beliefs. But the key is that faith isn't just some unanchored hope for the future. It isn't just about being an optimist that everything will turn out okay in the end. It's about having faith that is anchored in the very person of the Lord Jesus Christ. To have faith means having our whole way of life and being transformed by God's creative justice and power. Did you see it in the psalm? Trust in the Lord. Take delight in the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. Be still before the Lord. The question is not, not how much faith you have, but who you have faith in. It's not about the strength of your inner convictions. As has been wisely said, you do not need great faith, but faith in a great God. Imagine you're using a tow rope for one car to pull up another uh, up a hill. If it doesn't budge, you don't need a bigger rope, but a different vehicle. So who is the God in whom you place your faith? What does it mean to trust in the Lord, take delight in him, commit your way to him? The promise of the psalmist for the one who trusts in the Lord in this way is that he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. In the face of evil, the promise is that the righteous will be vindicated. For verse 9, those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. It will turn out okay, but not because we have great faith, but because we have faith in a great God. And this is where we could so easily slip into pride, isn't it? When our righteousness shines like the dawn, our vindication like the noonday sun, then it would be easy to crow, easy to stand in pride. Our faith has done this. Our righteous acts have done that. I think that's why Jesus brings his disciples back to the importance of humility. He tells a very simple story of a servant doing their job in the field. And Jesus makes clear that such a servant will get no special treatment at the end of their day, nor will they get special thanks. He's saying that faith in a great God is what we, his people, are called to. Not to have great faith, not to revel in our own goodness when it's he who does this, but to be still before him, to wait patiently for him, and to realize that in what we do, when we do even our best to the Lord, this gives us no claim on God. It was, in this sense, the duty of servants. If having faith... Even faith the size of a mustard seed means having one's thoughts and feelings and actions wholly transformed by God. Then being a slave of God means being wholly devoted to God's purposes in the world. 
Isn't that the kind of faith we see modeled in the U.S. court this week as a man embraced the woman convicted of murdering his brother, Botham Jean? I don't know whether you saw that article, but it was very moving. A faith that forgives. Oh Lord, increase our faith. In Psalm 37, there's a way of unrighteousness and a way of righteousness. And regardless of what we see with our eyes, it is the righteous who will prosper. And even as we read these words, we're reminded that there is no one righteous other than Christ himself. He is the one who can teach on forgiveness because he first forgives us. He teaches on faith because he and the Father are one. He teaches humility because he's the one who came to serve, not to be served, and to give his life as a ransom for many. So this morning, don't fret. Don't be envious of wrongdoers. Trust in the Lord. Commit your way to him. Be still before him. Have faith in a great God and serve him in humility. And he will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Amen.